Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Money is not the most important thing in the world, but our entire society is built on finances. Our lives are built on profit and loss. We continue doing something if we make a profit, and we stop doing things that cause a loss. That's just a fact. We can't get away from it. And yet we dare not make money the priority of our lives, even though it is extremely important. We've been talking this entire year about drinking from the spiritual rock. And I want to suggest to you today, as we have only two more lessons in this series, to think about this text that was just read and notice for a moment that when we drink from the spiritual rock, we find the profit of salvation. Yes, life is about profit and loss. And as it relates to things spiritual, it is also true. This word profit means over a period of time, things come together so that at the end there is a gain. Now, we think about profit and loss in more ways than just a bank account. There is profit and loss in relationships. Over time, they get better or they fall apart. There is education, profit and loss. Over time, we learn and learn and learn to our benefit for the future or we miss out. And we lose an opportunity to learn what we could have and chose not to. All of life is about accumulating to a point. I think this word is illustrated well in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 10, where the Hebrew writer was discussing the concept of being disciplined by God. And he said, we had human fathers that corrected us and they did it for their own good. But, but our Lord, our God, he does it for our profit. Don't despise the chastening of the Lord because he does it for our profit. In other words, over time, if I am patient... And if I am faithful, over time, those things come to a point where I then realize that I'm a better person because of what God has done for me, with me, and through his discipline. It is profit and loss. I want you to think today with me in the spiritual side of the prophet of salvation. But then 
this evening notice the danger of the mindset of materialism that can cause us so much difficulty. First of all, I want you to notice with me that it is the focus, the focus that causes the quality or that shows the quality of the investment that we are making for the future. Did you notice the text uses the word profit? Notice what he says in verse 31 again. He says, this focus, my focus, should be on my life. He talks to me and he says, whatever you do, whatever you do, however you live is important. I need to focus on my life. We all need to focus on our lives. The focus that we have will determine the quality of life that we have. How often times has someone said, would you just pay attention? Pay attention. It's obvious that you're not. Well, I know how that can happen. We can get focus in the wrong place. I was driving to church this morning with Tammy. And she said something and really was intense. And I turned to look at her and I swerved over to those rumble strips. And she said, stay on the road. And I said, well, that was important. Sure it was. But it's not important enough to wreck your car and die. I know what focus is and you do too. And we need to focus on our lives. It is important. But notice what he says. The focus of my life should be to the glory of God. Not to the glory of me. Oftentimes I think we might be building memorials to ourselves. We might be guilty of building memorials that honor me instead of honoring God. Focus is important. And I need to focus on glorifying God. I need to focus on my life. But number two, I cannot just focus on me. Spiritually speaking, I need to focus on you. Paul said, I want to make sure that I don't offend anyone because I want their profit as well. I'm not doing it just for my profit. I'm also doing it for their profit that they might be saved. Here is what I think he is saying. The focus of my life certainly must include you. It's not all about me. And in including you, I need to make sure that I'm not so focused on my physical well-being that I forget your spiritual well-being. Paul said in this text, I don't profit myself. 
Certainly, he wanted to profit spiritually, but what then might he be saying? I think he's saying that there is a danger that I can be so focused on my physical, material profit that I fail to think about your spiritual condition. My life must not just be focused on me. Because I want you to be saved. And you should want me to be saved. And the focus that all of us has on our own lives and the salvation of others will show the quality. The quality of the investment that we are making as children of God in this place. Number two, my investment is what will secure my profit. My investment secures my profit. If I don't invest, I will not profit. You recall well, I'm sure, the story Jesus told in Matthew 25 when he talked about the man who was going on a journey and he gave his servants the rights to control the talents he had given them. He gave them five, one of them, two to one of them, one talent to another. And when he returned, the man who had five had used them, and he now had ten. And the man who had two had used them, and he now had four. And the man who had one buried it in the ground. You remember his response, don't you? Why did you not at least put it in the bank? There it would have gained at least a little interest. But instead, you buried it in the ground. My investment secures my profit. And the one talent man was profited nothing. My investment must be a long-term investment. Jesus says to his disciples in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22, You will be hated by all nations of men, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Do you ever just get tired? Do you ever think that nobody cares? Does it seem to you that all of society has turned on Christians? And we are constantly fighting an uphill battle. Nobody likes us. You can't offend and say anything offensive to anyone in the world except 
Christians. It's okay to offend them. I pretty well think that there's an unwritten law somewhere in our country that I just cannot find. Don't offend this one and this one and this one and this one. But you know what? Have fun offending those Christians. You got to hang on to the end. It's a long-term investment. You can't just stop. But number two, it's a short-term investment. Peter said in first or second Peter chapter 1 and verse 10, "Be diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things you will never stumble." It's a short-term investment because it involves every single moment of my life. This moment is important. Right now, the moment that we are experiencing together is important. It's a short-term investment. We're here for a certain amount of time investing energy, investing our minds, investing in worship. It's short-term because it's going to end, but it's extremely important. My investment is founded on the most proven and effective portfolio that has ever been written. James said, Lay aside all filthiness and the overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. I don't know how many financial investors or financial investment counselors there are in the world. I don't have a clue. And no matter what they say and whatever guarantees they give and whatever percentages they offer, you're still not sure it's going to work. But here's a portfolio that works. Here is a portfolio that you can count on. You can stand on this one. You can be sure of this one. It's never going to fail. It has been proven true, and it will provide the security of the investment that you and I are making. You can trust it. No need to be worried about it. Not a moment's concern. But I'll tell you this. It's about me assuming a certain risk. And it's the risk that Paul told the Romans in Romans 10. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. 
the risk of this investment is clear. It's all in or it won't work. Am I willing to risk everything that I have? Am I willing to risk every part of me? Paul said, it's my heart and my mouth. It's what's inside and what comes out. The risk is absolute. And I cannot decide if I want profit that salvation is just too expensive. How much would you pay? Think about this for a minute. Right now, financially speaking, how much would you pay if God said, write a check for this amount and you get to be saved? Write a check for $100. Great. Truth is, I got $100 cash, Lord, I'll just give you that. Write a check for $10,000. I'll do it. It's going to cost me something. Write a check for half a million. I don't have it. How am I going to buy my salvation? But if you had it, and he said, write this check, and I guarantee that you will be saved, would any of us really consider not writing that check? The risk is all in or not in. Jesus won't take part of me. He'll take me incomplete, meaning still working, still trying, still changing. But he won't take the idea that says, Lord, I give you this, but I'm holding this one back for me. It's all in. Assume the risk. Because my investment is what will secure my profit. Well, finally, here is the return on the profit. Here is the return on the investment that God says I need to make. Here it is. Number one, I get more than I deserve. I am so glad, basically speaking, people have never treated me as I deserve. They've treated me far better 
than I deserve. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's you, that's me. But I get far more in the profit of salvation than I deserve. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8 and 1. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. I don't deserve that. Thankfully, I get more than I deserve. The return on my investment makes me better than I am. It makes me better than I am. I am a sinner. That's who I am. But Jesus said, I take it away. I am better because of him. This portfolio of Scripture says that I am better because he offers it to me. I don't deserve to be known as a child of God. But Ephesians says I've been adopted in. I don't qualify to be perfect, but the Colossian letter says I can be perfect through Jesus Christ. My investment with the Lord returns the profit finally of a better place than I ever could have imagined. We talk about all of the time my dream home. In fact, I think I saw a commercial about a television show that talks about something about your dream home. What is your dream home? I mean, every time I have visited with someone, every single person who has ever said, I built, we built this house just like we wanted it. And I'm thinking, you got your dream home. And then they go, now, but I wish we had done this. Or if we had done it this way, so you didn't get your dream home? We did the same thing when we remodeled the master bath. We got exactly what we wanted, but we wish we had done this. That's just how it works. The trials of this life are working for us a far greater, weightier glory. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. And guess what? When we get to that final dream home, not one single person will ever say, but if it just had this, if it was just like this way, I would change it here, and then it would be perfect. 
Nobody's ever going to say that. Because God's going to make it. And it's perfect. Drinking from the spiritual rock means I want the prophet of salvation. Are you saved? Are you a child of God? The short-term investment says, right now I know that I am outside of Jesus because I've never been immersed to have my sins washed away. And in the short term it says, right now I'll make that investment the long-term investment says, and I'm going to live faithfully. You know what? I've not done that really well. In fact, I've said at times that the risk is more than I'm willing to pay. And I'm going to change. Maybe you stand on the portfolio of Scripture that says, I stand with the Lord, not sinless, but complete through him. And you can take pride and joy in that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if you need us to help you with your investment, our shepherds want to do that while we stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.